Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where we explore the world of hospitality by chatting with its most colorful characters. Nailed it, Danny. What's going on, man? Well, it's soup season. It is, yeah. Soup and stew season. Yeah, it's gotten cold. Yeah, I brought the crock pot out this week. Mm. We also have an instant pot that I don't use. Yeah, I'm streaky with it. Like, I need I'll to do like, a few and then I'll stop. Yeah, I need to look for like pressure cooker specific recipes 100%. to get myself I like excited. the Melissa Clark stuff for that. Yeah, I was it's funny I'm listening to um <laughs> I'm listening to old episodes trying to compile the lists of um hidden gem restaurants and this morning I was listening to Diana Grossman's episode and you talked about your Melissa Clark pho recipe. Oh, that didn't go well, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe you don't like the Melissa yeah, Clark I mean, recipes. Some are accounts. better than others, you know, my execution might not have been great. Yeah. Who can say? User error it could be. Yeah. Um, but because I've been looking at recipes, there's a lot of unnecessary shit that you have to read. Yeah. People's life stories in these recipes. That's true. Did you see that, uh, someone released on Instagram, like the most helpful websites of the year. And one of them was you type in like a recipe URL and it cuts out everything and just pulls up the recipe. This is exactly what I was about to tell you. It's called <laughs> just the recipe. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. And there's like a field and you just enter the URL. <laughs> yeah, and it, exactly. And it distills. You know, it's yeah. I've been using it for every single time because so much of the time is just you're like scrolling a million. Yeah. You're like, wait, and then you pass it between that an and ad. the pop ups. Yeah, it's, it's insane. insane. Someone did do something about it. Yeah, so justtherecipe.com is what you're saying. We are better for it. Yeah, that's great. It's a great pro tip. Yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. No more reading. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Full life stories. Yeah, any other New Year's resolutions? Um, No, not really. You? Yeah, I'm trying to... uh, I would like to take up the sacks again. Wow. Oh, man. Does that mean lessons or just practice? I think just practicing is the first step. Yeah. Seeing what I can, you know make happen and then also to be less critical of uh, of my son <laughs> <laughs> you're just ripping on arthur constantly i just feel yeah like i'm always correcting and i it's just it's exhausting for both of us i'm sure do you think that arthur is a younger version of you and your father was correcting you uh sure to turn into a full therapy session <laughs> <laughs> i would imagine yeah. you were a pretty hyper kid oh for sure i was definitely hyper yeah i but had I a lot of issues <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's hard not to like read into the behavior, and it's hard not to to be reminded of your own shortcomings. Yeah, well, maybe Arthur's New Year's resolution should be uh, be less annoying, <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys can meet halfway. Oh man, I'm teasing, of course. Yeah. I love Arthur. I haven't seen Arthur in a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty funny. And uh, you know, actually, something funny that happened yesterday. We were driving home, and uh, Ruby was saying she said something Bernardo. And I was like, what? I was like, who's Bernardo? Ruby and Arthur in the backseat. I pick him up from school. And she's like, my boyfriend. Oh, geez, <laughs> and Arthur and I just lose it. Oh, really? What she's did Arthur three say? years old. And Arthur's like, you're too young to have a boyfriend. He's like, you, you can't. He, he was like short circuiting. He was like, you can't, you can't have a boyfriend. Like you're That's too cool young. That's cool that he's taking the protective role. You, you can kind of sit back. And it was watch so that funny. Unfold. And then we were like, Ruby, what do you mean? She's like, he's my boyfriend. And then we're like, if we asked Bernardo, would he see the same thing? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, how did it happen? She had no details. There was no clarity, but just an mm. out of the blue declaration. I really hope Bernardo is the kid's first name. <laughs> yeah, dude. And the funny <laughs> thing is that Arthur verified, like, I don't know, Arthur, like, 
memorizes her uh how the students in her class or whatever he was like yeah there is a kid named bernardo in her class wow so it's verified yeah because i was like oh ruby's just making a name up no but ruby it was a real not the ruby i know <laughs> yeah, it's a real kid <laughs> oh man well speaking of boyfriends speaking of young love yeah we had uh, a boyfriend on the pod this week <laughs> we did lily wang's boyfriend joe briglio <laughs> and business partner at nine bar yeah and uh, highly anticipated episode. We haven't had uh, a nine bar representation on the pod since episode nine. Yep. Appropriately and coincidentally uh, timed that way. Yeah. Now that we've completed the, another couple circle. That's right. Another another couple's circle has been closed on the pod. Yeah. And I would say Tim and I are at our at our best here. We are very relaxed. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> we I haven't. Throw that out there. We're feeling it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good one. I mean, Joe's a buddy. Um, I'm comfortable around Joe. Um, but also, like, I learned a lot about Joe yeah. um, in this episode. Uh, career path, mostly. But uh, also, like, some personal trials and tribulations that he overcame. And uh, an alternative career path that didn't pan out. Yeah. So, uh, enough with the spoilers. Let's get on with the show. For sure. Without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Joe Briglio. Welcome to the studio, Joe Briglio. Thanks for having yeah. me. It's is it pronounced like with a hard G like it that? It is, yeah. That's actually a bit of a, I guess, a mispronunciation, um, like from Italian. But okay. I'm, I'm assuming when the family came over, it got Americanized. So um, that's what we go with. Nice. Is a hard yeah. G. Yeah, there we go. Is there another pronunciation for Shapiro? I mean, people say all Sharpiro. I mean, they like well, that's add a mispronunciation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all sorts of shit. Yeah. Well, Joe, I did my research for this, okay. and uh, I expected you to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it seems you own a bar called Nine Bar. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> which is just one bar. It is just it's one. Not it, nine it is of not nine right. bars. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, it'd be is, cool if you had like a golden guy, and it was just nine different bar concepts in there. <laughs> Uh, that would have been a lot to uh, yeah. kind of bite off for the first go around. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next concept that is that. <laughs> That's all. The golden all guy <laughs> concept where you have a different bartender in each of the tiny concepts. Oh, my God. Uh, a bunch of one-man shows. That's my dream. If you want to partner yeah. up on that, let me know. I uh, would love to uh, do that. Okay. Omakase cocktail. Andy yeah. and I have talked about that a lot. You know, I joked around. Lily and I went to Japan years ago, and I had joked around about, like, figuring out how to do the bar version of. Yeah, there you go. Like the ramen place where you just order from a kiosk and then you get served from like behind. Yeah. I think that was like how yeah. the thing, how Lost Lake's concept was in the timeout market, wasn't it? I mean, oh, not yeah, from yeah, a yeah. kiosk, but, but it was like. You were kind of up and hidden. Yeah. Kind of I think yeah. you just like ordered and took, yeah. what was that called? I don't know. I don't remember. The yeah. one on the second floor, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I never went to that. Yeah, I never Actually, went I didn't to know about it until you said that. Yeah. yeah, it was like their concept in the timeout market. Anyway, right. yeah. Well, so before now, we get to Nine Bar, yes. let's go way back. Way back. Um, I remember you telling me your major in college. I double majored. What was it? Uh, finance and marketing. Oh, which rascal. Was, which was just <laughs> yeah. out of complete and utter confusion. Just wearing Patagonias all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reading the New York Times. Yeah. You know, that's actually how I knew that I didn't fit in yeah. uh, in that kind of You're world. You're like, let's Maybe go play like, hockey. And they're yeah, like, what? I don't nah. know, man. I would, I would show up to class and there'd be, you know, like guys like that, like, you know, 20, 21 years old, dressed like someone's dad. 
and yeah. like reading the Wall Street Journal, and I was like, I don't think this is where I need to be. Yeah, um, like the Chaz Tenenbaum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating lunch, standing up as a, at his desk when he's twelve years old. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I did the double uh, because by the time I figured out what I wanted to do or what I wasn't doing, uh, I had taken like some electives that like almost met that requirement. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, while resistance. I'm while I'm here, yeah, you know, let me tack something else onto this yeah. that I won't use. You too. and I are similar yeah. in that I was an econ major mm-hmm. and. Um, just kind of to do it. I, I liked the business classes. I liked right. learning about macro and microeconomics. And then by the time I had to declare a major, I, that was just kind of the path of least resistance. Um, yeah. And then we also have the same finance background where we were on the trading floor. We worked on a trading floor. Yeah, that was my first job. Technically, when I was like 16 years old, I went down and worked at the Merck yeah. wow. for summers, which was... Uh, Did you enjoy it? I, I loved it. It was... <laughs> like just it the was, energy of it? it? Just because it was... I mean, I don't know if I knew going into it what to expect. Um, so I thought like I'm going to this very buttoned up business environment yeah. and then you walk onto a trading floor and it's like... A bunch of animals. People yeah. Are tucking com- hundred dollar bills into your underwear. Yeah, yeah <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh it's complete chaos, right? And yeah. uh I just I loved it. It was so funny to me and just like eye opening and I think it, it in a lot of ways like it shaped me and prepared me for a lot of things to come. Yeah. Uh in a weird way. But it was it, I mean, you know, it's it's complete chaos. And, yeah, it and can the, be. I mean, by the yeah. time I was there, I didn't get there till two thousand eight and it, uh-huh. it was like a lot of volume had gone online. Yeah. I think it was, they toned it down for you as well. They did. Tim's coming in. He can't handle <laughs> yeah. it. Lower your voice. Tim doesn't like to party. Yeah, yeah. Put your cigarette out. <laughs> I was I was there. Let me think. The first year I was there was probably like summer of 2000 or 2001. Okay. Wow. And even at that point, there were guys that were probably just a little bit older than I was kind of telling me. Like you should have seen this place, yeah. Like five, ten years ago, um, that kind of transition to uh, to online and trading and things like that were, was just beginning. So like some of the pits were like really slowing down. Yeah, what um, pit were you in? I was initially uh, I was in S and P for a few years, and then I did that one. That one hung in there. That one hung in there for I think a lot longer than other ones did. I think um, kind of the lesser commodity ones went earliest. Yeah, the more um, tangible farm mm-hmm. things like yeah, corn and exactly hogs uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, and then I went up to the euro for I think a year, and that was the last thing that I had done there. Euro dollar options. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the pit I was in. Okay, or yeah, worked around, um, but like that—that that was I think the highest volume at the time. Most likely, yeah. What and was that, your nickname, was, Joe? Well, I did. I did. You <laughs> I, I didn't get Timbo Slice like this guy. No, I didn't. I didn't get a nickname. I mean, my nickname has always just been like Briggs or Joe yeah. Briggs. Briggs so, is good. Did so you, everybody sort of adopted that and just go, called me that. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I never progressed to having a <laughs> a full on. a full badge at like eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you work there because family was there? It was It was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I was just looking for a summer job, and I think yeah. my my dad kind of called in a favor, and someone agreed to like i think like passed me off to somebody else mm-hmm. and was like yeah we can use a runner um that's, that's pretty much all i did I was, that's how shannon ended up yeah. at uh, she was at the SIBO, so across oh, the yeah. street mm-hmm. and um it was like her aunts and uncles were brokers and then mm-hmm. she just took a summer job and then ended up not going to college because they offered her a full-time job well that's and uh yeah, yeah. i mean it didn't last long <laughs> right but that was how she like i mean there was definitely a moment there where i thought i can i can do this like i can start what if i just stay here and like start checking trades or yeah or doing something like they would you know it would it would kind of slow down in the summer so they would let me goof around at lunchtime a little bit and like Mm -hmm. i would trade check a little bit or uh i even put in a couple orders a few times uh kind of like armed 
very, very simple things. Yeah. It was like, you know, they would tell the guys up in the houses to like take it real slow with me. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I did it, I turned around and like yelled it to, to our boss, our broker. And he like sort of instinctually just kept going and then like turned back a minute later and was like, who the fuck put that order in? <laughs> I can curse in here. Right? Yeah, yeah, of That's course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that was, you know, like. 16 year old me just like nervously smiling back at him yeah <laughs> and all the other guys <laughs> laughing yeah <laughs> smiling like fuller yeah. Yeah, yeah with a pepsi mm-hmm. um yeah i remember in my interview they were like uh i, I asked them they're like any, you have any questions for us i'm like yeah do you guys like what you do yeah. and there's just silence yeah <laughs> and, then, and then one guy goes he goes i like what i do two days a year yeah when we get our bonuses there you go and i was yeah. like yeah okay and then i mean the money down there was obviously ridiculous uh but, but you, also but you, big disparity too like the brokers yeah, I mean, who are who are kind of trading on behalf of banks and things like that right. or just filling orders probably not great but then you have the guy who's got a proprietary firm with 10 traders yeah. and he's worth a hundred million dollars you would also see a pretty big swing too like especially because i was there summers like i would i would show up one year and a guy would be kind of like would have a badge and be like a new broker and then you would kind of come back the next year and He's got that a didn't Rolex. Work. That oh, didn't, no, it like didn't work out. He was like back to <laughs> yeah. checking trades for someone. He'd be He's like, I lost Rolex. it all. And you're like, yeah. okay, that's, you know, yeah. it's like, it's professional gambling essentially. And yeah, yeah. with, with, yeah, with some sort of strategy in there of course. in place. But I, um, I remember, so I was there in 2008, right before the market crashed. Mm-hmm. I, my first day was the first day after graduation, like that first Monday. Do you think there's a correlation between you starting there and the market <laughs> crashing? I'm not going to say there isn't a correlation, <laughs> but I can't new, draw a direct line to it. Tim has so much energy in him that he crashed and he threw off the balance of the get, world. Let's get Aaron Rodgers to spread this <laughs> yeah. conspiracy theory. <laughs> what was your first time behind the bar? Uh, my first time behind a bar, let me think. I th- think was again a summer gig i started working at a concert venue um whatever now is uh the venue at northerly island it's is is it not still a northerly whatever it's called i I don't know i think they've changed the name a few times but i worked um a first summer down there uh in like a vip tent and that was that was beers it was a full service bar so it was like for the vip like there was there was beer kind of kiosks and stuff like throughout the venue um and then there was this vip tent that had a full service bar Hmm. um and that was kind of cool because i think so like anybody who bought season tickets at the time they were selling season tickets for the for the concert year Mm -hmm. um and anybody who had bought those had access to this vip tent um do you remember what concert it was the first one ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Chicago and Earth, Wind and & Fire, and it was Ooh, packed. That's a good one. Yeah. It was wow. awesome. It was Older a, crowd. Older crowd, drinking crowd. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, again, this was 2000, had to be 2004 maybe, um, and it was, it was slammed. And it was very much like from the get-go, like sink or swim. It was like if, you know, there was maybe like me and three other bartenders, mm-hmm. and I was definitely like the least experienced. And it was just like watch the other guys figure out what to do. Um, also, a good like learning experience of like, you know, people would be asking for things that maybe like wouldn't be appropriate in an outside bar, and then I would just ask one of the other bartenders, he'd be like, "Do this and this," and like, like so it was like cheats, like tra- yeah, like like quick hacks. So like oh, instead make, of like uh, ginger ale, you do coke and sprite. Exactly, like things like that, or like how to like quickly make someone like a Cosmo or, or something like that, you know, um, with a limited, yeah, with a limited kind of back bar and, and, you know, ingredients at your disposal. So it was very much like a think on your feet, react really quickly kind of place. And that kind of, I think, again, like set me up 
moving forward. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you saw at a concert? Over there? Well, you were, yeah. I guess you were kind of in the... We were, we were tent, off to so. the back, like, when it, would, when it would slow down and the shows would start. Like, you can kind of go out and watch a little bit. But um, the year two, like, year one, it was kind of off to the back of the venue. So it was kind of out of the way. Year two, they moved it, like, right next to the stage. Um, so, like, all the artists would come in through there, like, before mm-hmm. the show. So we got to pretty much see everybody and, like, see everyone's sound check. And, That's cool. Uh, I met Patrick Ewing there one time. Nice. During a show, which is pretty funny because uh, he's probably the largest human I've ever seen in person. And I, <laughs> I like to joke around and say that, like, when he shook my hand, he, like, tickled my armpit. Because <laughs> I'm pretty short. And his, but, uh, like, in all reality, his fingers were, like, hitting my forearm. At least elbow. Like, yeah. yeah, it was... <laughs> getting to the elbow. It was, it was the biggest he man. He was tickling ever. your funny bone with Yeah, just a he handshake. got me. <laughs> That's a great sight. I wonder what yeah. show he was there for. I think it was, uh, it was like Naughty by Nature and maybe, I don't remember who else. It was like kind of like an old school hip hop kind of show. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd love so to meet Patrick Ewing. If you saw anyone getting frisky at this venue, yeah. would you have uh, snitched on them? Like, do you know something about Tim? Is that why you're in our our last interview? uh, I talked about my sister used to live across from a park and uh, she and Brian saw a couple getting frisky in the park and Brian called the cops. It's like (laughs) a wild narc maneuver. I mean, I guess it depends on how much was exposed and how funny I thought it was at the time. That's fair. (laughs) I mean, like now it would be like if it happened in nine bar, it would be. Yeah. Have you seen some stuff? Happening. No, like, bar. if it's in Nine Bar, is like in, right? see the nice thing with Nine yeah. Bar is like it's in that one space. Yeah, you can kind of see people everything. would go into the back yeah, room. Exactly. So if like you know it relied on like a server. Yeah, you also have couches that are very similar to beds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a fireplace. Like yeah. you really just and a prophylactic dispenser. <laughs> yeah, nudie magazines everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all I've, right. I've all definitely right. worked at past venues that had that same issue where there was kind of some hidden. Yeah. nooks and crannies nooks, where people yeah. would sneak off to so yeah um, sex bar maps that's my yeah. the app i'm developing <laughs> that's why tim loved danny's where, no oh, matter where you yeah. are in the world you can pull up the app and it shows that's, the shows you the closest a, uh quiet corner like <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneur yeah. um all right Always so thinking. so after that what what, what uh what so is, is that what did you like kind of fall in love with bartending there? Were you like, a this is bit. a way to get I, some money what, yeah what was your mentality it was more or less a way to get some money i think uh especially like the last couple of years of college like adding on that extra little little bit i was already kind of checked out and mm-hmm. i had some friends that were bartending and we would go see them work and like hang out there and i just i think the thought crossed my mind that if i'm going to be spending time here and spending money i could be spending time here and making money and it yeah you know at that time it all looks like fun and games and it seems like just kind of hanging out with your friends and doing that thing so i eventually found my way into it from there uh and then I guess thought I would graduate, take a little time, and then, similar to your story, the recession hit. Yeah. Uh, and then. Yeah, we I, all. Oh no, you're a couple years older. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like two years older. Yeah. Than you guys, I think. Yeah, Danny and I graduated in oh, 08. Yeah, same yeah, time. I, I because of the so, little. Yeah. Well, I went to DePaul, which does uh, like trimesters, so like the, the when you graduate and all that's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I added on that extra time, so I, I ended up graduating like oh seven. Okay. So uh, yeah, like same job o- market. Fall of much. 07. So right before everything yeah. sort of mm. bottom fell out. So I stuck around and, and, and bartended kind of full time and then did some management stuff. And then, you know, through the years I had kind of. Wait, all at Northerly Island? No, so? no, no. I had oh, okay. I had Where were you at this point? Uh, I started working at a bar called Waterhouse. Um, I know you guys talked about, um, 
I think you guys talked about Half Shell on yeah. the yeah. old episode. Yeah, with Ari. Uh, the guys that owned Waterhouse owned a bar, the bar next to Half Shell called Matisse. Mm. And, oh, yeah. I remember uh, the For sign. a little bit, yeah. And my, my brothers had, I think they knew the uh, one of the guys from the family of Half Shell. And so they were kind of hanging out at Matisse one night. And uh, one of the guys there mentioned that their other bar needed a bartender. Hmm. So then I started working with those guys. And um, your brothers are both Jason Schwartzman or just one of them is Jason Schwartzman? <laughs> one, one gets it way more than the other one, but they okay. look very similar. Yeah. So Are they twins? They are twins. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. They've got yeah, to be. <laughs> they, they are. Uh, yeah, so Do you feel left out not having a twin? No, I'm, I'm okay on that front. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, the triplet. Yeah. I mean, we, we do get that a lot. You know, people will kind of... I think you look, look so different from yeah, them. You're the I, but, boss but I think brother, if we're all together, and your <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tell them that. Um, yeah, I think if you see us all together, it's it's pretty, it's there. But yeah, yeah know, one of the things is not like the others. And yeah, yeah, in just, family photos, just 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 a tad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I guess we should. I mean, their industry. Yeah, they are. Uh, as Vince, well, where do they work? My brother Vince is now uh, the GM at Asterio Logan, and then John is AGM at Lone Wolf. So yep. they both work for Heisler. Yep. Yeah. Nice. And all right. So after, so you were at Matisse? I was at Waterhouse. Waterhouse. Okay. Yeah. I was there for the a long time. Bar. Yeah. One of their other bars. I was there for a long time. So you made um, it up to management. You kind of. I did management for a little bit, then kind of like went back to bartending. And then I was always kind of like one foot in, one foot out kind of thing. Like mm. expected maybe to leave at some point or do something else. And, and I kind of had that plan um, for a bit that didn't work out. Um, what was the plan to leave? Uh, I mean, this came a little later, but I took, I took the test for the fire department. Okay. Um, and that was like, just cause they had opened it. And I don't know if you guys know how that process works, but it's like, you, you basically pass a test that proves you can read and write. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not very difficult. Uh, and then you enter a lottery, uh, and from that lottery, you get randomly assigned a number. And then as they need to hire they start calling like first priority numbers yeah. and you don't know where you're going you don't right? you you just pass the test yeah uh you and you randomly get a number so you can get like at the time that i took it which i think was either maybe like 2013 or 14 um i think like fifteen thousand people ended up passing um so i ended up getting like number like 1100 something uh but i could have easily so got no, that's I mean, actually, that's no, actually I mean, like, yeah, you're high well, up, the, yeah, up yeah, the list. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like you could easily, I could have gotten 12,000 yeah, right. in the same breath. Like it wouldn't, there was no qualification yeah. to go either way. Hmm. Um, so I kind of took that test with the idea of like, if this comes along and I get a good number and I get the call, like it's something I would like to do. But yeah. in the meantime, uh, that was right around like the time I was turning 30. Hmm. And that's when I decided maybe that like, if that doesn't work out and I'm going to stick with kind of bartending and restaurant industry that I should maybe start taking it a little more serious and like learn some more things. And, and I had done a decent amount with beer at the time. Um, and I think that kind of like opened up my palate and got me thinking about like ingredients and like some of the behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that kind of led me down into like a cocktail path. What was your first cocktail like focused job? Was that I met you at Billy Sunday. You, yeah, I met you and Liz at Billy Sunday yeah. and Brian, um, yep. the narc. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Brian, I love you. Um, was that, that, does that Brian was first, listen to him? Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he might listen because to this of one. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he'll listen to Joe's because yeah. he knows you. Um, 
I think that was the first like heavily cocktail focused place okay. that I worked at. Um, everything else up until that point, even the ones that I did that leaned a little cocktail were definitely a little higher volume still. Mm-hmm. Um, which and Lee was running Billy Sunday at Lee the time. Lee was running Billy Sunday at the time. Yeah, this was, I think, like 2016-ish. Yeah. Like early 2016. And that's where you gave him the catchphrase, let's go disco. And he was like, one day, I'm going to yeah, use yeah, that yeah. catchphrase I, I, open a bar in LA with it. I actually um, are indeed all the let's go disco cocktails at Billy Sunday. So yeah. Uh, no, just, <laughs> 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 we, we actually just stopped there. And uh, I know I saw it's, that. It's that's amazing. what made me think yeah, of yeah. it. And that's where I made that connection. I was like, oh, yeah. all right, you must know yeah, Lee so through Lee, that. Um, I think Billy Sunday was in a bit of like a transitional period at that time. Like a lot of the, I think the old guard had kind of been leaving and moving yeah. on, but Lee was running it. I think Alex Bachman had stepped back um, maybe a couple of years prior and was like kind of focusing on Soul Agent. Yep. Um, Lee was running it. Stephanie was head bartender. Uh, Stephen Andrews had just left. Yeah. Um, and then Any relation? To Stephanie Andrews? No, no. That no, oh, is no. funny though. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then I did my, I think I did my style shift with, uh, with Peter johnson who was at ryan hall for a bit uh and i was like you know billy was like kind of a little out of my element at the time but i like really wanted to do it and i worked with peter and i was like this guy's cool i can i can work with him and i was like so what shifts do you work and he's like oh i'm leaving you're taking my spot like (laughs) and i was like all right this is gonna be interesting but i got i got like slotted into some good shifts right away and and lee was lee and stephanie were both like pretty instrumental and kind of like helping me through that process. And like, um, I think they, whether it was, they like saw like potential and like saw that I can hold my own or they didn't have another option. Like kind of like just (laughs) again, like kind of threw me to the wolves and then I just kind of figured it out. A good work ethic though. That's yeah. I I think the volume stuff helped too. Uh, And I've always worked kind of like neat and organized, which was like obviously important there. Um, but that place was definitely instrumental in like, you know, again, like moving into deeper cocktail stuff and like learning yeah. a lot more. Those and cocktails were intricate. Like, it was intricate. It was like aviary levels. I know Stephanie yeah. was at aviary and yeah. um, had a culinary school background. For sure. Um, I think that showed up on the menu for sure. I'm feeling like, uh, an ivory egg mentioned coming on from Tim for the 20 minutes. No, because I know Joe doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't know the ivory egg. That, I think that was, was that a Billy cocktail? Yeah. It was. That was probably before. It was yeah, a Bachman cocktail. But in terms of like an intricate is like ricea huh. and tomato water and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, when I was there, it was still outside of the draft cocktails. There was There was no batching whatsoever. So like even the ones that were... Six, seven, eight touches were... Yeah, you had were to make f- six, seven, eight touches. Six, seven, eight touches. Uh, we couldn't... There was like kind of this American-Japanese sort of hybrid, refiltered, all that kind of thing going on. And uh, it was... I'm trying to remember some of the rules. Like each cocktail had to be, be made separately, so you couldn't double up anything. Yeah, it was one in a tin, at a time. One at a time. Uh, you could you can sh- You could double shake, but you couldn't shake and stir at the same time. Yeah, um, that's kind of. I mean, Paul, yeah. Paul was kind of like that. Yeah, I I'm kind of like that a little bit. Yeah, like I just yeah focus on. I mean, one. we we malt we double and triple things up, but yeah, yeah, I like to focus on one one drink at a time. Yeah, I mean, you start stirring a drink, like I'll leave that, you know, sitting. Let, you and let it work for you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. diluting, mm-hmm. and then I'll shake a drink, but I won't be actively doing two at the same exact time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it, it, I have no real issue with it today. It's just like right. if you can 
if you can. Yeah, if you can do it and the drinks are coming out perfectly and consistently, like do yeah. whatever you got to do. I, I think... People undershake shit a lot is what true. I notice when they're shaking and doing multiple things. Like there's under dilution constantly. And you're like, oh, well, it's uh, no surprise. Like you're not yeah, tasting I saw you stuff. Do and at least time yeah. fixes it, you know. <laughs> it'll, it'll get there. Up it just takes up in a coop. Yeah. There's no time that's going to help you. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely. Ooh, you're right. No time will help you. <laughs> I mean, you brought up the kind of like letting, letting it simmer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely one of that ilk. Like I like figuring out those little hacks to like. Yeah, let, for sure. Let the things work for you and like work with them instead of against them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, at the time it, I think it made me a better bartender. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you, it makes you move quicker. Yeah. Um, and appreciate more like where you can cut corners. Cause I'm sure at that time you're like, if we only were able to do this, then we would have been able to. You start, you start seeing those little things. Yeah. And then you're like one day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when you have your own bar, you can implement all those. Yeah. But I think, you know, um, I, I expected this to come up at some point, like the differences between different cocktail bars and things like that. And I think there's there's certain methods that completely work for one space that right. don't work for another. And and at the time that did work for there, like it was, it's a smaller space. I think people, it was definitely a place where a lot of people were coming to watch the bartenders yeah. and like have a conversation about the cocktail. And, and when you're doing that, you can kind of do that a little more so. Yeah, talk about a million Amari. Yeah, I mean that was that was my favorite part. I think the, my two favorite parts were definitely well, one the the stations there, the way that they're built are like they're awesome. Especially for me as like a shorter person, there's like this nice little extension where you build on. I didn't have to like hyper extend my knees. It was it was very comfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But yeah, that that back bar of all the vintage stuff was just like you know like a, a daily history lesson yeah of it's like, like going down that road trying um, time to taste something new i haven't tried before yeah and then you know the second part of that experience there was like the amount of dealers calls that you get there um yeah. just like constantly kept you evolving and on your toes and working and and the prep team there was really awesome where if you went to them and said like you know i'm getting a lot of calls for something like this like i'd really love to work with this ingredient or this syrup like you'd show up the next shift and it would be made for you. So that's, cool. um, that's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was a great experience yeah. overall. Does Jones do that for you now? If you no. say, Hey, uh, <laughs> can I want to work with this ingredient? Does I'm, he prep a new syrup for you? I'm sure he would. Uh, <laughs> the pre- I mean, the person that prepped the new syrup would be me at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the presentation also yeah. was next level at, uh, at Billy Sunday, yeah, I remember like Ivory Egg was served in a Fabergé egg, right? No, it was served. I actually have the glasses <laughs> that they were served in. Um, I know. I think it's gifted them to me. <laughs> I have them at home. But uh, like, I remember the Ichabod Cranium yeah, was yeah. a big one, like a large batch. It was served in like a, a jack o' lantern pumpkin. Yeah, a yeah. hollowed out pumpkin. We had one in a hollowed out. <laughs> we had one in a hollowed out um, pineapple uh, for a while, like a tea yeah. style. The Papa don't peach served in a Russian doll. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little <laughs> before my time. Remembers a lot of this. Yeah, stuff. there was like a yeah, Billy, a literal <laughs> like Billy Sunday nesting doll. Oh yeah. my god, uh, those just lived in the back cabinet when we, I was there. We no made one. pins out of them. Did for you? Oh, that's the awesome. Bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably after you left. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I'm into the the mini mai tais. You know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah we we found those shot glasses in the basement clearing stuff out. Um, yeah, that's so that's, good. that's an amazing those are a nine bar. Yeah, I mean they were like brand new in a box, and we were like, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with this, but we'll it's the perfect little like. Then, gift a little amuse yeah it's kind of our little gift to friends at this point is like the little mini mai tais so, yeah um all right so then after billy sunday where do you go after billy sunday i briefly worked at 
Well, towards the end of Billy Sunday is when I took a brand job for a minute. Mm. Who were you working for? Uh, I worked for mainly Tequila Ocho. Oh. Um, and four Terroir rum. driven. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And is that again, the only terroir driven tequila? It was the first. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Or definitely yeah. like the so first. What, does that, to like what really does that mean? They do. Yeah, um, they plant whatever you can. Yeah, like each 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 field. <laughs> Let the sales guy. Do. Yeah, yeah. Each each field that they're pulling agave from is obviously very different geographically. So mm-hmm. instead of instead of trying to like manipulate it to all taste the same, they like let that terroir mm. kind of shine. So yeah, they okay. celebrate the differences. So each bottle will be labeled by like the year and the field that it comes from, um, and then they all taste just a tad bit different. It, but it's all the same variety of agave yeah just, it's all yes. blue just the earth agave, is different yeah. all, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah okay earth what what grows around it all those kind of you know microclimates all those yeah that's things that affect taste yeah so what did that job consist of for you uh i mean your normal brand stuff like doing some activations, activations back bar placements menu placements were that you kind of thing. did you quickly realize you're like this is not for me or i liked it at the time um and i think you know i was working for an importer who had Ocho in their portfolio. There was there was like five other brands. Um, that was the biggest, so that's where most of our focus went. And they had just reassumed the brand program. So I think again there was a lot of kind of like figuring out and growing pains. And eventually they made some changes to it that just didn't work out with what I was currently doing. Yeah. And I couldn't really stick around for it. It was going to go like a little more sales driven. Uh, so I didn't have the time yeah. to like really devote to that. But again, like coming off of coming off of that kind of educational experience at Billy Sunday, like I saw that as an extension of it. And, and I enjoyed that too. Like a lot of, a lot of learning and it's cool and diving into, you know, some things that I hadn't previously been able to do or see. Yeah. Uh, um, and I assume that that number was never called in the fireman story or else you would have become a the, fireman. The number, the number did get called. Oh, so um, what happened? I did get called. Um, we can get to this a little later, I think, cause it'll tie okay. in, but, um, I couldn't report. I had to defer, which you're allowed to do a couple times. And then eventually it just never came back around. It was, it was just a kind of a string of bad luck and bad timing. I think I, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm yeah. curious to hear. I've, if you're comfortable talking about it, yeah, I'm yeah, curious we, to hear about to hear No about spoilers, it Danny. We'll we could, we could definitely yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I'm not like shy about any of that. Yeah. So um, I've only vaguely heard things. Yeah. So then after the brand stuff, like I, I did a couple other quick stints and then, uh, found my way to blind barber where yeah. I stayed pretty much through the pandemic. Um, did you open Blind Barber? I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so was so that, that your was, first time opening? No, I had I had gone through a couple openings oh. before, um, and I think like all of us, when you go through a few of them, you always say you won't do it again, and then you <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get excited about doing it again. And yeah. Then, so I did that. It was actually a pretty it was a pretty smooth opening. Did you go to the one in LA first? Or I did not know. Like um, I had only kind of known about them like through the internet or whatever, you know, through Instagram and. We did uh, an event with them when we did the High Life pop-up yeah. in New York. We had Blind Barber giving haircuts yeah. at the activation, which was pretty funny. They still do that. They like send, yeah. send the barbers out to, it's to also do catered like, pop-ups by, and stuff. Uh, yeah. Momofuku, which oh, was nice. awesome. We had all those fried chicken sandwiches. Yeah. It was a good event. They were going to say instant noodles. Yeah, neither of you <laughs> guys were there. You, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> we didn't get the invite. <laughs> yeah. <back then. laughs> If, if, if High Life wants to do a circle back, yeah, we, yeah. that would be very let me, fun. Let me know. And I'll invite you guys uh, for sure. Top of the list. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll give you a draft number like a fireman. Yeah. <laughs> 1,112. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I hope to get a high number. Yeah. Fingers okay. crossed, right? So Blind Barber. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one of the 
I guess it's a similar format to Nine Bar in that it's yeah. got a different a f- business up front, a functioning and then, business up front, yeah. and, a, and a completely separate business yeah. in the back. So you know you're, they're more you're closely both, related both now, but your two revenue streams, yeah. yeah. But with Blind Barber, yeah. I, I guess I'll just ask Shoot away. It. You know, what is the revenue spread between the two? Is the barber? Yeah, like I mean, I don't, I didn't that was have be complete my, access to that, but if I had to guess, it would be heavily skewed, especially the Chicago location. I think would be heavily skewed to the to the bar yeah because you can serve 100 people at one time yeah. in the bar and you could do three haircuts yeah at once. I, yeah i, I, I yeah. did however one night i had a woman ask me if the barbers were real and i was kind <laughs> of actors i was kind of yeah i was i was like thrown off by it and i was like i you just walked by him right like I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I really don't know what you mean. <laughs> and she was like, and that's what she said. She said, are they actors? Oh, I mean, oh I yeah, like, I kind of get I it. I mean, I was thinking more of the like robot route. Yeah, yeah, I think this was, this was maybe a few years pre. Were they humanoids uh, or actual humans? Pre AI being yeah. very prevalent. So. Holograms. Uh, <laughs> they real. We did, we did used to get. Um, oh my God. Because Morgan, uh, the, like the event space is next Morgan door. Morgan Fulton. Yeah. yeah. And we, I did get a few people get really mad at me one time while there was like events or weddings or something going on upstairs and like coming into the back of Blind Barber and asking. Because of the noise? No, asking like how they get to the rooftop. Oh. And I'd be like, this is, this is it. And one guy was like, am I not cool enough to get the secret <laughs> upstairs door? And I was like, dude, there is no secret upstairs We're door. Like, if you want to go qu- crash a wedding, like that's on you, but I, oh you can't God. access it from this <laughs> yeah. side of the building. Uh, <laughs> So that was uh that they were early into Fulton Market. Yeah, they were early onto onto Fulton Street there. There was I think at the time maybe just on Fulton like proper there, like maybe just La Serena. Um, Next was probably there. Next was yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Next and Aviary were there. Yeah, but pre like Swift and Sons and pre Swift, pre the Google building going in, pre Duck yeah. Duck Goat. Pre Duck Duck or right around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, probably um, yeah, probably same year. Yeah. Okay. So it was it was definitely like early on in into that section of of like West Loop getting built up. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's got to be one of the bars where there's a frisky corner. There's there's a just frisky everywhere. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a, <laughs> a I mean, it frisky looks bar. like a 70s porn set. Yeah, so. I mean, I think in the, in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, it's a very course. cool looking bar. Yeah, I think uh, you know, no no windows, no access to the outside, like red lighting will definitely uh and and all the wood paneling kind of yeah. gets people in the mood maybe. Did you <laughs> did you get your hair cut there? I did, yeah. That's yeah. nice. Do you still go there? Uh I haven't been by there in a minute. Okay. Um, that's okay. But uh, yeah, I mean for the convenience alone, I used to Yeah, that was great. Did you get, get a free cut? Uh for a minute we did and then it was uh like, like we got discounted. like a heavily discounted yeah. cut and yeah. And all the barbers there are amazing, so um that was that was one of the best perks of being yeah, there. Was that the, is a sweet perk. Get a nice little fresh up before you. Yeah, I'm always like, I have to like go get a haircut. It's yeah. like such a drag. So just, were sh- you... just show up to work a half hour earlier and you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me. Yeah. How often are you guys getting haircuts? Um, I should do it more often, but like Ellie helps like clean up. Yeah. You know, oh really? The She's skilled. Stuff, okay. Know? But so yeah, how like, often? But to get a real haircut, I should be going like monthly. I go probably like once every two or three months. Yeah, I'm like two to somewhere in the two to four week. Okay. Week. I'm in like this twice a year situation. You have a long hair. longer. I rock the longer hair. Also, Shannon always makes my haircut appointments and they're so expensive that I'm like, I can only afford to do this twice a year. (laughs) Yeah, it adds up. It really does. Um, Okay. (laughs) Mike, Mike, I asked because my business partner, Mike, I think he has like a standing appointment every three weeks. Three weeks? He keeps it super high and tight. Yeah, I used to do every two. Well, it would be like a full haircut on the four week and every two would be like a cleanup. Cleanup. I would 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 do like every two weeks. When I was there, I was doing like 
excuse me, like every two weeks. Um, again, yeah. just because of the convenience. Yeah, that's sweet. So that was nice. Yeah, that was. That was Do you fun. remember when Danny would rock the lions shaved in the side of his head? <laughs> that's right, old school. I did not. You don't remember that? Oh, no. yeah. Do you a long want, time. tell him why? <clears throat> yep. So big um, Rock Kim fan. Yeah, I am a big Rock Kim fan yeah. actually. But it was about. Yeah, it's so it's like a silly Just tell sentimental the story. Don't reason. Get, don't get bashful. It's I think it's cool. I think it's nice. Uh, yeah, it was basically like for my grandparents at the time. So I had three living grandparents when I started doing it. So I had three lines and then eventually I had two lines. And then actually I lost like both my, my, gra- my remaining grandparents and grandmas uh, during the pandemic. So then stopped doing it. So no more lines in his head. But yeah, no more lines. I think he should bring it back. Good. Tim's yeah. saying I should do it for my kids now. No, no, yeah. you should do it for your grandkids. <laughs> when Arthur and Ruby started popping out, oh kids my god! I don't even know if I'll have hair on the side of my head. You got though. thirty lines. <laughs> Tattoo a couple lines yeah. on there. Yeah, my whole yeah, family yeah. tree on tattoos. My head. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, a tasty, versatile spirit. Created in Chicago in 2012, the product was born out of a need for a bespoke iteration of the Old Tom style, which is the slightly sweeter predecessor to London Dry. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin carries classic notes of orange peel, juniper, and coriander while balancing on a subtle floral edge thanks to the addition of osmanthus blossoms. Its elevated proof is suitable in cocktails or unadorned. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin. Complete your bar. When do you start dating Lily? Um, and how how do you guys meet right before billy sunday okay so you guys had been we had been together for you met earlier in the interview yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) okay if we go back four minutes uh that's our origin (laughs) Uh, yeah we went we met working at another bar uh called headquarters she had worked there for a minute um and then she went over to money gun and then i eventually went to billy sunday and then how did that start at headquarters were you like hey uh you want to hang out? Who asked who out? Is yeah. that what you're asking? I don't remember. Yeah, how'd it go uh, down? I think we maybe had like a dinner or maybe we were hanging out one night and then it like just kind of snowballed thing, yeah. you know? Um, kept right, it yeah. casual. You put kept him on the spot, kind of, Danny. Kept it, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it was like a bump exactly board. Like it was who, consensual, man. They're still together. Yeah, we went. Uh, uh, we we went to HR and uh, yeah. signed yeah. paperwork. Shannon's and, cousin, I just yeah. found out, uh, is the social media manager for headquarters. Oh, really? Yeah. So you guys have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> Tying um, it all together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So blind barber, and then are you guys? Barber. So at that time, Lily's at a stereo in Lincoln Park or Logan Square. I mean. Yeah, Lily was at Money Gun for because I was there for about five years, maybe at Blind Barber. Blind Barber. I mean, pandemic kind of. Yeah, we we were neighbors at that time. We were neighbors, yeah. Um, Although I seldom saw you. Yeah, we would see each other kind of walking the dogs here and there Um, on Adams. Yeah, that was the that's where you're gonna if you really need the dog to go, you take him to Adams. Yeah, because there was a little bit of grass there. That's right. That's the one small patch of grass Uh, in the West Loop. (laughs) Uh, Let me think. Uh, Yeah, she starts working at a stereo when they open, um, and she might have been at both like a stereo and Money Gun at the time, Um, and then. Did she talk about? I don't. I don't think I knew that she was at Money Gun. Did she talk about that in her episode? She might have briefly mentioned it. Yeah. Hmm. Did you know that? I think you she, don't know anything. She maybe yeah. said that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I reference old episodes. Danny stares at me like, he, he, yeah, like, mostly in my. I mean, I'm I, yeah. Someone's he's operating like, me remotely. There? I'm just not even in you this were room. There, Danny, the woman's gonna come. Are the podcasters real? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of us is. Just, just AI generated voices. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay, so, so we started thing. around that time. I think um, I was still 
doing some of the brand stuff and we, we had done a couple of events together mm-hmm. at um at money gun which i guess would kind of be like the nexus of like ours us starting to work together again um and do some like pop-ups and things like that mm-hmm. those started at money gun yeah we started a couple at money gun what we, were they they weren't the lunar new year stuff no though. we did uh we did like the first go around of that money gun charity club oh um, i had i had kind of proposed that idea to her and i think she had brought it to i think will at the time yeah and then it with just the idea of doing like kind of like a one-off charity thing and kind of calling it that and then that evolved into i think we did a series for the whole month and we did the first one and then and then they kind of kept that going um where they still you know like donate i think they do like a cocktail monthly and Hmm, cool uh and then we did a couple other like i think we did we did one for one like uh like a hurricane relief one yeah i don't remember which one it was i think it was harvey the the one in texas um and that might have been the only is it in poor taste to serve hurricane drinks at that we did not do that um so (laughs) it may have been (laughs) yeah okay we we shot away from it i don't think we even thought that so (laughs) yeah yeah we're not perverse enough to even have it cross our minds okay (laughs) Um, That's fair. But yeah. so, but then you guys, I mean, we got Lily's perspective on how nine bar yeah. came to be. Um, the lunar new year events were really the, the yeah, beginning of that. Kicked it off yeah. and kind of a proof of concept sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know if we had a hundred percent, you know, like the, the idea of possibly taking over the space at some point or doing our own thing, maybe within Chinatown at some time, mm-hmm. like was, I think in the back of our heads, but it certainly wasn't the, you know, the reason to do that first event. I think it was just kind of like we yeah. wanted to do something fun. It was pre pandemic, right? Pre pandemic. Then- we did, we, I think had started talking about it maybe 2018. And by the time we realized that we wanted to do it, there wasn't enough time to kind of plan it and make it happen. Mm-hmm. So it was really important for us to do it the next year, 2019. Yeah. Uh, so that would have been like February of 2019 was the first one. And, was it a hard sell for you to go into business with her family? Like, it's not your family kind of thing. Were you like, yeah, how ingrained in the family were you at that point? Like on my side or yeah. their side? No, on your side. Like, on my I, side, obviously. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. Did they different. like you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you know, if uh, to to be a hundred percent honest, I think the doing the couple Lunar New Year's events and a few other things that we had done with the restaurant, I think that was maybe proof to them that I was at least like capable and like and trustworthy and like knew how to work and yeah i knew that side of things um perhaps i'm just being naive or whatever but i don't i'm not picturing them being skeptical of you yeah i'm more picturing it from your perspective like if tim was like hey do you want to get into my to this business and it's like my family and then you'd be the odd man out yeah i'd be like uh like it would definitely like I obviously know Tim's family pretty well at this point, so that's maybe not a great example. But no, I know what you're saying. It's a little bit different. You coming into their world versus Lily coming into your world. Well, they've been together. They've been dating. We for had years. been we had been dating yeah. for quite a bit at that point, and and again, like we had done a few of those things. So I don't think it felt like I was just like like implanting myself there. No, it I, felt like it's yeah. felt like a kind of natural progression. Yeah. Um, but I think if there was any trepidation, it was just like it was more so on my end of like, are we going to do right by them? Mm-hmm. You know, I think what they've done for us and, and the way that things evolved and came about, like, it's like, it's a pretty big gift. Right. And 
I think you can look at it like that, but there's also this added pressure of like, now we are kind of responsible for like what they built and, you know, like like literally like someone's like legacy and like working life in a country, um, Mm -hmm. which is not definitely not something I take lightly. I mean, I mean, I think we kind of look at it like, you know, we say we're, we're the owner operators and things like that, but it's like, it's more or less like you're the stewards. Like you're just kind of, you're there to like shepherd this next version of it along. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just like, if, if there was, like I said, if there was any, any sort of doubt or anything on my end, it was just like, are we gonna do this? Like pressure correctly? to yeah. make sure that Pr- you're pressure to make sure we don't fuck yeah. it up. And now a couple of years in yeah. pretty good accolades. Do you, think <laughs> yeah. that, do you think that you've reached their expectations or I hope surpassed so. It? Yeah. I, I mean, you can see them kind of being happy and I think, proud of it um Mm -hmm. and that definitely like feels good to see them enjoying it um yeah i you know like you said there's been some accolades and things like that which is definitely not what we set out to do but it it does feel good to get recognized and and i think there's that added bit to it like it feels great to have that recognition to like show them that like maybe that gamble that they that they bet on is kind of paying off a little bit. Yeah. And now you're an expert at making Grey Goose martinis. <laughs> he does. He does like <laughs> yeah. Grey Goose. Yeah. He's a he's a simple drinker. Yeah. Uh, but you can't Lily's order Grey Goose there. That we is don't. We don't have Grey Goose. No. That is, that is that is a private bottle for him. <laughs> We're talking this about Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah Lily's, Lily's dad. dad. Lily's dad likes a. That's part of the deal. Bone dry. Uh, yeah, just just cold, cold Grey Goose with a little little twist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Easy. nine bar has provided cocktails for stocks, yeah. uh, campfire jamboree at camp Wandawaga the Thank past you two for years. Continuing to, uh, include us. Well, in yeah, the, yeah, the whole thing is like you you, you cook and then we, we have the chefs cook and then we have uh, people who do the cocktails and then you pass the torch yeah. and Lily and Joe said, we're not passing the torch. Yeah. We're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, I, I think I called you and said, if you give this to anybody else, your dad. Yeah. It, yeah. We're gonna and then problem. I could hear him doing the throat. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the phone. And Joe no. comes from hockey, so you <laughs> yeah. know he means business. He's not afraid and, of a fight. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw it on. Uh, that's not true. I won't but you guys anybody. <laughs> went like so above and beyond. Like the packaging yeah. is so good. They have different labels for yeah. every cocktail. That's, it is, I mean, it's, that's, a, it's a fun tradition. That's mostly Lily. I think, and again, I think it's in, it's, but kind only of a, one of you has the marketing major background, you know. <laughs> you would think that would be me that came up with all that, but she's she's the real genius. Um, yeah, I think it, it's impossible to talk about our story without, like, including pandemic stuff. And, and certainly, like, through the pandemic, we got mm-hmm. used to, like, kind of bottling cocktails and doing things to go and had fun, I think, making up the labels. And when you asked us to do the first one, I think that was immediately where our mind went to was that yeah. like you know you were kind of describing it and i was and we were saying like maybe just a welcome cocktail or something else and we just thought like if we do the package thing people can kind of carry them around or it's, have them it's throughout a the day and it, it, it worked yeah. out pretty well yeah. and we, we get excited like coming up with the new labels and stuff every year and yeah yeah lily's done a very very good job you know what we that. need above and beyond we What's need like that? some kind of custom koozie for them because what I've been doing is just mm. pouring them on ice and carrying yeah. them around. But like, if you had it, be able to sit in whatever vessel. Yeah, we are it would in, stay cold. We are be. in the process of coming up with so the merch for this year's event yeah. right now. So if yeah. you guys have ideas, we can we'll we get do some so, sort of as you okay. guys know. Last packaging. time we was can, so hot that like yes. yeah, you take that off be, ice and it's just like water. it's li- it's later this year. Okay. It's gonna be in September. 
um, yeah. The, the heat got a little oppressive. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I felt so bad for people cooking. I felt really bad for yeah, all that, the one lunch <laughs> and uh, and Zach. Uh, Zach's lunch was Zach. Yeah, that tent oh, was. Yeah. And Michael the, yeah, on the Wednesday morning, morning yeah. just pouring sweat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I felt terrible. It was a hundred degrees. If it also I feels just withdrawing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all withdrawing, sweating it out. It also feels kind of bad too because I like we're kind of a part of it on that side but like we prep everything yeah. ahead of time and just bring it and then yeah. i see them all like i mean sweating over open fire. i feel i'm just like i felt really Danny's bad. just there for the jokes <laughs> yeah <I'm there> to, <laughs> he's comic yeah. relief for everyone <laughs> i told tim i was like i was like joe and lily have to be invited back they're my friends that i hang out with yeah. <laughs> um i felt bad for tim and Jeannie because yeah. they Oh, they that they, was they cooked the second dinner yeah. and they came. I think they were it, they came, like, came right from, from New York. York. They were yeah. doing that photo shoot Insane. for Esquire, I think. Yeah. And they they landed and it, and it's like okay, hundred degree weather, go cook, cook dinner. Yeah. I was like shit. <laughs> yeah, they were troopers. I it was crazy how their schedules worked out yeah. and like they were in good spirits, but you could tell they were exhausted. I yeah. yeah, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, Teresa from Wandawega was like, anytime you guys want to come back, you, you know, you're welcome to stay at the Hill House and. Yeah. with air conditioning yeah. and, and <laughs> <laughs> enjoy cam. Oh man. So that was uh, nice. I really do love that event though. That's like, it's I never did yeah. uh, like a, like a summer camp or like a sleep, sleep away camp or anything like that growing up. That's so, right. That was your first so that, camp like, experience. It really feels like it's like adult summer camp and it's yeah. just like, it's the most fun. And obviously like I'm a big, as you can tell from like the cocktails and all that, um, I'm really kind of, I love branding and things like that. Mm-hmm. And when everything fits together and like, being at Wanda Wega obviously is like so inspiring to see like yeah. every little nook and cranny and every little detail was like completely th- thought through. So that, you know, that's always like a nice kind of inspiration to be in that space. It is a testament to David and Teresa. Yeah. It's 100%. like their attention to detail is next it's, level. And that is it from like a holistic brand experience. It doesn't get better than Camp Wanda Wega. That's the, that's the bar yeah. that's set that like we've tried to hit in our own little tiny way Yeah, um, is to have that, like you said, that very holistic mm-hmm. kind of approach and full, full experience. Yep. All right. Enough yeah. about camp. Yeah. No more camp stories. Um, now do you want to talk uh, yeah, we could deferment? Talk yeah. So uh, 2019 is when we did the first Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Um and so the, the way that that kind of broke down was we sort of had plans to maybe do a few things after that. Um, we did the Lunar New Year event. I'm trying to remember if this was right after. Yeah, we did the Lunar New Year event. I went and had a biopsy done on my thyroid. It was something that I had known about for a while. Um, How, what's a while? Like maybe like five or six years prior, I had just gone for like a general checkup again, like, you know, not having insurance all the time through this industry, which is now like a really important thing for, for me and for our employees that we get at least make that option available to everyone. Um, I would kind of like go to the doctor as I had it. Same. I was kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like kind of gambling every year. So five, six years prior, you have a thyroid issue. I went to my, just my like general doctor, my, my GP and she said, you're like, one side looks a little swollen. You should go get a, go get an ultrasound. They did the ultrasound, said there was like some small nodules there, but that, that it's kind of normal. Just keep an eye on them. So like periodically as I would go on and off insurance, I would go back, get it checked out. And okay. Then, all right. Was so this, you yeah. had, you weren't like, you I didn't ignore kind, it for six years. No, no, no. I was kind of monitoring okay, it. it. Not as often as maybe I should have. 
Um, but but I was going to, yeah. And then, so like fall of 2018, I get insurance back. Um, I start going to get everything checked up again. And then I think right after Lunar New Year 2019, so like maybe around February, I went back, had the ultrasound, and that's when uh, the oncologist, or sorry, um, my endocrinologist had said, like, while he's doing the ultrasound, he's like, that looks interesting. <laughs> and that's it, like God. instantly when I was like, that's, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. that's, that's not a, a good, good thing, thing to, to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You never want your like no. medical professional describing something as interesting. Yeah. That's so the one place where you want boring news. You want all the, the most time. boring yeah. news possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got biopsied <clears throat> um, and it came back that it was cancer. Uh, so I got my thyroid removed. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. What was your panic level like at that time? The panic level was marginal and, and, and it was this kind of always in the back of your mind like you'd known about it for like years, i knew it like, could happen yeah um so i had you know i think just due to the way that like my brain and kind of anxiety works like i i had looked into it a little bit just mm-hmm. so i had some info but not enough to like completely freak yeah, me freak out or scare out. me kind of thing yeah. uh and then when i got the news i freaked out like maybe that day uh and then this also kind of led into the me taking like a sort of extended break from drinking too. Yeah. Um, when I got the news that night, I like got really drunk hmm. and then uh, woke up the next morning and was like, that's not how an adult deals with the problem. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I'm going to be going through this medical thing. Let me lay off that for a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a freak out in terms of just like, what's the process like? What does this mean? I mean, I knew like kind of the important stuff right away, which was that, um, mortality rate is like extremely low mm-hmm. for thyroid cancer. Um, your like successful surgery rate, like is so high. Like the, the chances of it coming back are really low. Yeah. So I was feeling pretty confident in that. And I think because it happened like a little later in life, I think I was 35 mm-hmm. when I got that diagnosis. Um, I think I asked more questions than I would have asked and like, was better prepared than if it happened much earlier in my life. How mm-hmm. did Lily and your family take it? I think they freaked out a little bit. And so I think that was also part of it where I thought like, I, if everybody else is kind of worried, like I've got to be the one that's like kind of holding it together yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. So my, my thought was definitely like, get through the surgery, get it out. Like there, there was no need for like a second opinion or anything like yeah. that. The course of action is pretty much just, get you get out. the surgery. They pretty much take the whole thyroid at this point. Um, what is the, what happens without a thyroid? Uh, I mean, the easy answer is you, I just take a pill every day that essentially tricks my body into performing what a thyroid thyroid function, which is kind of thyroid is what weight regulation. It's like regulating your hormones. So, um, you know, that, that was kind of the funny thing too, about, you know, like deciding to take that extended period from drinking was when I was talking to my endocrinologist afterwards, he was like, okay, like it's going to take a minute to figure out the correct dosage. Yeah. And here's what you need to look for. You know, it's like weight loss, weight gain, uh, anxiety, depression, sweats, chills, yeah. uh, hair loss, acne. And I was like, this sounds like a hangover. So I guess I'll let you know if my hair falls out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, let me, let me cool off that. And, and luckily too, like I had some friends who's, um, like my one's friend's mom had been through it. Okay. Um, and she reached out and was very helpful. Cause I think, you know, the, the doctors will tell you it's going to take, they're like, you could go back to work after a week. You'll, mm. you'll feel good. You'll be fine physically. You can, and it definitely was not the case. Like it took so much longer yeah. to like, how I, much time did it take? I would say it took a good six to eight months to before I, you felt normal to, before I felt normal. There was, um, 
a, like a really heavy brain fog mm. for about six straight months. And I was Jeez. extremely tired Ugh. all the time. Like basically like one, one activity a day would kind of like knock me out. Yeah. Um, and were you, whether it was work or, you know, trying to go to the gym or something else like that one kind of physical, big physical exertion would completely knock me out. Were you worried that the, you wouldn't feel normal again? Uh, from, talking to other people who had been through it, I knew that there was like, eventually it would get to a point where it would, but there was, you know, around that like four or five month mark, you're like, how long is this going to last? And like, you know, that, that intense brain fog was really, really heavy. Um, and it, it also like, it just feels weird to sort of complain about that too, in terms of like, the cancer spectrum, right? Right. Like, even though it is definitely like a spectrum, right? Like just to be like, well, I had cancer and now I'm like really tired. Yeah. When you know yeah. someone's yeah, like right. actively like going through chemo or like fighting for their life or yeah. having these yeah. like much heavier surgeries. So did you have to no. do any chemo? I didn't, no. Um, there, there's a small possibility that like if it kind of spreads your lymph nodes or yeah. um, if, I don't know, if they don't like the way things look after it's removed, that there's um, there's kind of like an iodine radiation treatment that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, I didn't have to go through that. And yeah. how often do you get it checked now? Like I go once up. a year. So okay. I just had the follow-up. Everything looks good. Um, Great. I nice. had to adjust my medication a little bit, which feels a little weird at first. But once you get through that, it's okay. But now this is a long way of telling you that I got the call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when uh, I got and the that's call. When, uh, so I got the call from the fire department like maybe three weeks after the surgery. Oh, yeah. uh, so I still like was feeling terrible physically. Um, I was taking a bunch of like eating edibles and like doing things to make myself try to feel better at home. And the fire department, I think still now, even though it's legal, has like a zero weed policy um so you have to drug test so i was like There's that no. is true our employee yeah. uh, misha her husband is a cop and he yeah. has to he zero tolerance yeah. yeah so i so i deferred uh and then i eventually did get the call a second time and again it just didn't work out and you're technically i think allowed to defer three times but after the second time they just didn't call me back now so. nine bar is right next to a fire station yes it is yeah, yeah. what if you just just did like, both just double shift <laughs> what if i just stage at the fire department yeah. uh, during the course of things uh no i mean like i was a little bummed out like i thought that would have been a kind of a fun thing to do but i, I think, think you'd be a good fireman well, thank that's you. that's a very noble profession thank you i remember uh, walking in the west loop walking the dogs yeah. you know the fire station by yeah, Whitney right, young kind of uh-huh, yeah um and i, I like stopped and chatted with a young fireman who had just been placed there yeah and it was like that's a good cool. house to get it, it really get is it's to, very yeah. picturesque yeah you, you have a dog there which yeah. is nice um but i remember i chatted with him for maybe 20 minutes and uh it was just kind of cool to see like a guy starting that profession for a sure. young guy who was like stoked about yeah being a fireman i live right by the um we live right by the training facility over like, oh really? taylor um, yeah so i see them there all the time and you know there's always that little bit of like yeah. You see them like jogging around in their sweats and I'm like, oh man, that would have been fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I'm definitely a person that believes, you know, like everything sort of works out maybe the way yeah, it's you want it to at some point. Um, and, you know, had I done that, I don't think we would have been doing nine bar. And I really, I like where we're at with that. And Do you think yeah. you'd be in yeah. better shape? 
I don't know. You're, prob- probably. you're in good shape. Thank yeah, you. you're doing I, squats, I setting PRs. I'm, I'm trying, mean, man. Uh, yeah. that, I mean, Tim that, always sees those, and he's like, I could squat more than that. <laughs> I do say that. I always wanna, forward it to Danny. Can, I'm like, yeah. I could do it better. Yeah, we, screenshots can, we, we can have a segment if you want. If you <laughs> yeah, want. let's if do you it. need some content. Uh, we should do a joint, yeah, Ooh, gym segment. A gym, a gym sesh. Um, Love that. We, yeah, get, we mean, should get all the gym guys. We got Zaragoza's big gym guy, Jason Hamill. Yeah. Joe Flam. What? Is Hamill a huge gym guy? Yeah, he listens to the pot of the gym. Oh, but yeah, you, yeah. I mean, not like... Danny's recollection though. for these episodes no, is yeah. I, yeah. abysmal. Danny doesn't, Tim, Danny doesn't remember that guy. Tim what, is thinking what restaurant about, is this again? Yeah. Tim is thinking about gym in a different way than I am. <laughs> I'm talking about like lifting. I mean, you yeah. guys are like lifting, lifting and stuff. Yeah. Hamill's not lifting, like doing that kind of stuff. I would He's doing beg like to cardio differ. stuff. I guarantee yeah. he, when he listens to this, he is at the gym. He is doing cardio stuff. Okay. Jason, like. if you're lifting <laughs> yeah. weights, this please is so fun. FaceTime can you, us can, from can the gym. Can you call in right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that was that was something that I was always kind of into a little bit. Yeah, um, hockey and, player. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always done something physical or, like, tried to stay active. Um, but, again, like, through the, through the cancer stuff, like, that became – I just – I think I realized how important it was for me both, like, mentally and physically to, like, have that outlet. Definitely. Uh, Working so, out is a hundred percent mental for me. I think so. Yeah. And I, I like to really, like, yeah, I like the to, body doesn't show it. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, <laughs> but like, it, it <laughs> I mean, I'm not like some jacked gym rat, but like I work out consistently gym. because it's, I feel horrible when I don't. Yeah. It's like I said, it, it became so much more important through all mm-hmm. that. And it, yeah. it's, I, I like to get like, I like to structure the, like kind of like the week in my routine to get like sort of the the nasty ones out in the beginning of the week to sort of like set the tone and like mm-hmm. kind of mentally prepare it definitely helps a lot i think yeah yeah, yeah. well one more thing that yeah. i would like no, to talk I've, about I've before the, things. what do you mean before the lightning round yeah um you guys are known for events you kind of got your start together yeah. doing events you know what's your blueprint for throwing a successful event oh man um, at nine bar at nine bar. Sure. Um, I think, you know, I think that goes along with everything else that we do in the sense that like, it just has to make sense almost organically, like four, nine bar four nine bar. Right. It, it, it's gotta be a thing that people, I don't, I don't think, I think you're starting on the wrong foot. If people see something and ask why, yeah. Like why would yeah. they, why are you do doing this? Yeah. Why are you with these people? You know, like if, if you've done, the marketing correctly and you've kind of conceptualized it correctly. Like it should be very obvious that this is like within your concept and within your wheelhouse. So like it certainly doesn't mean that you can't do things that are like left to center or kind of like fun yeah. or adventurous, but like you got to figure out a way to tie that in of like, and work that into your story of why you're doing it. And of the events thus far mm-hmm. has Chicago secret burger been the biggest one. I think that was, it was either or that. in terms of volume, I, you know. It was either that or the last Lunar New Year event that we did. Yeah. Um, the one that we did last that year. That fun, got, yeah. Got really kind of out of control. Like we had, we had Tim and Jeannie come in and I think they brought a whole crowd with them. Um, plus like our crowd that had been used to doing them. Um, so that was a huge one. The, the Secret Burger was definitely a big one as well. Um, yeah. That who, would, who does all your graphic design? Lily does. Oh, wow. She's yeah. really good. Yeah. She got really good at it. Um, oh. She designed our logo, pretty much does, you know, like 90% of the, the flyers and the graphics that we put out there. Last time we were at Nine Bar, Lily told us, like, the name. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want to explain it's that? It's kind of quick? a pun. Yeah, it um, is. So like the way that you would say, the way that you would say bar in, uh, in Chinese and then the way that you say nine, that like first word sounds exactly the same. Yeah. So like if you say it, it sounds like bar. And then if you see it the way that it's spelled and it says nine bar, like it all kind of makes sense. It's like a little bit of a, a play on words. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple other just like nice things that worked out. Like our address equals nine. So two, one, six. Mm. Um, but we kind of thought that after the fact, I don't think that was, <laughs> happy I think that was a, that was a very happy accident. Yeah. Yeah. You guys met on September 9th. Lily was our ninth yeah. <laughs> guest on the pod. I know that was a, that was a good one. Which was that also was serendipitous. I yeah, think, right? That was, yeah, yeah that we, was, there's planned, no way right? we were planning stuff like that then. Yeah. We don't do stuff like that I don't think like we're planning now. stuff like This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. You obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? Stock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. All right, now we can hit you with the gratuity round. Let's right. do it. Are you ready? Watch I, your whistle I with think, a Vichy Catalan yeah, expired get... two months ago. <laughs> Still tastes good. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. All right. Well, you know where we're starting. Death yeah. Row Meal. I've thought about this a little bit, um, and I, I don't – I've got a few answers for you. So this is going to – I think all these questions, you're going to have to keep me on course. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to give you one answer for anything, That's probably. fine. We seldom get one um, answer. <laughs> I think – Dissimilar to a lot of the other guests, I think I would take like a big kind of classic steakhouse or like French kind of dinner. Okay. Mm. So like definitely start with like a dirty martini, Mm -hmm. some oysters, like, you know, maybe some like a seafood tower. Yeah. Go full seafood tower. Yeah. You know, I just, I mean, Mm. if you're going out, go extravagant, right? Um, You know, like if it's more of a French leaning, you know, like steak frites and au poivre or you know, steak and mashed potato if it's a more American-leaning steakhouse, and then okay. probably like a like a key lime pie or something to finish it off. Okay, that's that's the one kind of extravagant. I think Shaw's might be your your death. Shaw's meal. would be great. Yeah. yeah. Do they do a seafood tower? I think you can get a I tower. Yeah. Do. I never get it. I can't afford that shit. <laughs> yeah. Depends get, if it's a haircut. Yeah, you could go to not. Bavette's too. Yeah. Would, are you, are you part of the lunch club yet? Did they let you? <laughs> not, no, not yet. yet. Not even my, close. I'm I'm number one thousand. But he did get a fedora. Oh, so he can sneak in as that guy. Oh, you're just going to, you're going to, you're going to cosplay as another guy. So I did tell this, I told the story on the pod, right? About the fedora lawyer. lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The billboard lawyer. Um, so it turns out I talked to Josh Tilden Uh and, uh, he worked at Shaw's Uh and he, he, he'll clue us in on, uh, during his episode. Oh man, I can't wait. I'm stoked. Should we wear fedoras for it? You definitely should. You should just make, just make them. I'm the driving crew. Yeah. We should be the driving crooners in here yeah that's a great idea <laughs> we should have driving crooners. we should film yeah. from outside the window with the decal i would love that yeah. like a on a lift <laughs> can i come back and re-record if you guys do that yeah we'll superimpose that onto your reel so it'll look yeah, like yeah. you're wearing the fedora with the cigar. <laughs> okay that's oh, fair we will do that um, did i ever tell you did lily ever tell you our shaw story no we had so we, we have this tendency when we go out to eat to kind of over order yeah. Um, just cause like, you know, we want to try a bunch of things like we'll take leftovers, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But you know when you're starting to order like a little too much and the server or the bartender is like giving you that look. Cues. You know, like, yeah. you know, like a dealer in a casino, like when you're not supposed to hit on something and they're kind of like trying to signal you so the pit boss can't see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it was like one of those, the guy was kind of like giving us like the eyebrow. And then Lily said something like, do you think it's too much? And he was like, yeah, you know, probably. And then we're, we're like, she's like, oh, we're going to do it anyways. And then he walked away and she was like, we're eating every single thing that comes just out. Just to prove And wrong, I'm ordering yeah. three desserts and we're going to eat <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. And we did. <laughs> yeah, that's a very She was Lily like, I got to prove him yeah, wrong. Yeah, that seems yeah, yeah. like Lily. That checks out. Uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm off. We're off topic again. <laughs> were you sitting at, were you uh, sitting at the bar though? We were sitting at the bar. Yeah, yeah that's the only I think it's a spatial thing. Yeah, I love being at the bar there. It's, it's a great, it's a great meal. It's a, it's definitely like a, that's a Chicago staple. Like everybody should do that. It's so good. Um, my second, my second death row meal, um, would be like, I'm very nostalgic for my grandma's cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, but she doesn't cook anymore. She's like 95. Um, so, uh, the, the closest thing that I've found is a place in LA called John and Vinny's. Yeah. John and Vinny's is great. John and Vinny's is awesome. And and yeah, the one on Fairfax Mm -hmm. and uh, like their, their meatball in particular, and they also do a chicken cutlet, which she used to do a lot. And, and their meatball in particular tastes almost exactly like hers like their their cooking in general tastes to me like like if my grandma went to culinary school it's just like they do a great job animals it's a, great it's just I mean, a tad yeah. bit more refined but mm-hmm. it still has that very kind of like rustic sort of like southern italian homey feel to it um so i really i really love those meatballs um yeah i grew up like recipes before yeah. while she's here I'm, my mom has them and okay. she does a pretty good job at, at recreating them but like i'm always searching for that that meatball that like hits that nostalgic factor that she has i think a lot of them that i've had use like a little too much filler mm. like i like a definitely like a meatier one not yeah. like a spongier one i agree um and then my last option would be the this is actually like a drink food combo would be the Excuse me, that, that Vichy is getting me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you hear that on the on the sound, uh, it would be a Max Club Deuce and La Sandwicherie in Miami. So like, are they mm, next to each other? Is they're like right across the street from each other. Uh, and Max is like, you know, like the ultimate dive, like in the middle of South <laughs> Beach. And then La Sandwicherie is like this French-inspired like deli, different owners cart. Yeah, different owners. I think yeah. uh, like deli cart that's out there and it's open all night. Um, and they just have like great, like cold cuts. Hmm. And so I'd, I'd probably go do like a high life, a shot of tequila. You can still smoke in max. So I would, even though I don't smoke, uh, <laughs> anymore, I would probably do, like have a cigarette, eat that sandwich, go back and do the same round. And then you can kind of let me go. Firing you know, squad. Yeah. Firing squad yeah, at the, the beach. Cigarette. Yeah. Gotta with the cigarette. Out. Yeah. One last drag. And then just. <laughs> Going put, out and put style. me face down in the in the waves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wash up in Havana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna add one for you. Okay. What's your favorite old school Italian restaurant in Chicago? Ooh. Uh, again, that's a little difficult because like is. I have such like a, a grandma cooking, but like I think we've got some really great ones, um, and yeah. I've been kind of revisiting a bunch lately. Um, but I think, you know, La Scarola, um Tofano's mm-hmm. um, Club Lucky is like the, especially like the bar at Club, I Club Lucky. The like that there, is just yeah. like, I just did that again recently, like over the holiday when, when they're all decorated. That's and, the like, best time to be there. It's really like, it's, it's a tough experience to top. Like mm-hmm. that's a, just such a, like a warm and like cozy atmosphere. I love it there. So yeah, uh, that would probably be my, my top three right now. And, and certainly there's, you know, 
there's probably five or six others that you yeah can slide honorable into mentions the, i'd throw in bruna's bruna's Mart, is great Mart anthony Mart anthony's is awesome i just had a chicken parm from them not too long ago yeah, yeah. and uh mirabella yeah not bad Mirabella's yeah. solid yep yeah no I no lascarola like probably the best yeah lascarola is great it's uh, great vibe in there yeah there's like no shortage of good. and you go to richard's after and then burn your clothes and then you have to literally yeah light your clothes <laughs> on fire all <laughs> right favorite fast food you know i wasn't much of a fast food eater um before dating Lily, like I oh, kind of okay. had like swore. Oh, a lot I know of what you're going to say. And then I kind of came back around to it. Um, I mean, McDonald's breakfast is pretty hard to top. Mm-hmm. I can't really do anything else from them. Although I do like, I am nostalgic for like, just like the single cheeseburger mm-hmm. or like a f- filet of fish. What's your yeah. breakfast order? Sausage McMuffin yeah, with egg. The, of course. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Are you I'll, sausage? I thought yeah, you were. Okay, okay. I'll also do the egg McMuffin though. I mean, it is a little drier, but I do better. like the kind of, I do like that like kind of Canadian bacon yeah. they got going on there. But If you're the, feeling really healthy. Yeah, the, the, the get, sausage yeah. McMuffin with egg. I like, mean, that's hard to make. Like that in, that in an airport or that oh, like yeah. after, whether it's like a road trip or a long night out, like, like when the sun's just kind of coming up is like a very distinct memory for me so like mm-hmm. yeah. i'll take that a lot um but i do also like i really do love all like the like the regional ones that like we can't get here so like we were just in la we had in and out um my favorite yeah even though the the fries are absolute trash garbage which they is kind of different a, it just no, ruins the no, experience no, a little bit but the burgers are great and then yeah. i still i know that we have them here now but tim i'm with you culver's is yeah, top notch and do you see the, I, the plushies I know, Danny I know. Got? i've been staring at them the whole yeah. time i've just learned that uh these were ebay purchases oh really possibly yeah. came contaminated yeah this, with this curd over he's here a, that could little, seen better days he's yeah. a little a little dingy <laughs> with the glasses. He looks, he looks like he's elderly. got some sun fade yeah. to him. I don't this know what happened. This is Grandpa Curd. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mama Curd, and that's. I think Grandpa Curd was in a was in a windshield. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's damage. what I'm saying. He's got sun damage for sure. He was in a hand stains on the back. An Arizona windshield. Uh, I still kind of consider Culver's like a regional thing, though. Like I, it I, is kind like of. I don't really it's big. It's growing. I don't really go like just like get like I won't get fast food like today like a, like a thursday afternoon i wouldn't just go pick up fast food that's but what like, separates you and tim but like the moment we cross <laughs> over into wisconsin yeah like that first culver's like right over the border yeah like yeah it's a great just culver's. out there is like i'm stopping there most that's times. Great. yeah i had it after paddle uh last saturday oh, so yeah. good special treat for tim all right um what's the next cocktail or spirit trend if you had to predict it i don't know nostradamus man. style <laughs> <laughs> It's hard Where to do you say, see right? things heading right I mean, now? What have you it's noticed funny in the market? Like, if you, I think if you look back, like people have been trying to make, and like every year for like so long, it was like cannabis cocktails are going to hit. Like, yeah. so, I never like, thought these things that. Never, you know, so many people thought you don't that. mix I them. Know. They don't mix well. I, I agree. I think certain things just stay separate. Although I do like, I like some of the CBD. Like I like the Mars CBD sodas. Like I think those are really good. But that's a obviously a whole different thing than like yeah. making a cannabis infused cocktail. I don't know. I think. Um, I, I don't know if there's going to be, like, another trend. I, w- I Like, the sort of cynic in me would say that, like, someone's going to try to revive, like, another kind of, I'll say, quote, unquote, like, bad cocktail. Mm. Like, bring, you know, like, someone's going to do their, I know people are already doing this, but, like, you know, their, their better version of a Long Island or, like, uh, you know, like, redo the, I don't know, like a pine, you know, like a French martini or something. You know, like, someone's going to, like, pick those kind of like malign cocktails and try to like make them have a moment. Huh? Um, yeah. That's a who's your pick to click? Thing. Who's my pick to click on yeah, that one? Yeah. Um, 
I like I think, the Long I, Island idea. I think I think like someone's gonna because of like the. I mean, Feather I, did all that stuff. Like that's what we started Feather kind of with that in mind. Yeah, so but like, that was like again like we're talking when things work conceptually as a whole. Yeah. Like I don't think it feels as it doesn't feel gimmicky. Like if you yeah. just have one random thing like that on your menu or like we do the best Alabama slammer. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, but why? Yeah, you exactly. know, <laughs> it's um, gotta be, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's gotta I, make I sense. It, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think an espresso martini is a bad cocktail. So I'm not grouping that into this category, but I think someone's going to try to have that like quote unquote, like early nineties, late nineties martini moment with something else. Yeah. I don't know which one it'll be, but um, I just hope it's not something layered because I'm not doing that <laughs> like again. Like a Poos Cafe? Yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. What does layered mean? Is that like, just where it's... Yeah, different colors. Like yeah, I see. Them. Okay. Yeah, just because it's a, a, cou- a couple of the first bars pour. that I ever worked at, like, you know, like early 2000s still had like martini lists instead of cocktail lists. Mm. And there was a few on there that we had to like layer. And I was just like... like How do out. you layer? Carefully? You... you strain it over something else yeah. um like you could use a spoon or something okay. cuz so it's like it's going to layer cuz it, but it's like yeah. the, den- yeah, the, the densities are different yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to do it in a specific order yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one's got to be on top of the other kind of thing yeah, yeah. the neapolitan so. ice cream of cocktails i love them in neapolitan yeah me too <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> all right <laughs> um what is your favorite cocktail um it's not I'd the be, old ivory egg paradise lost Ooh. <laughs> my own cocktail yeah, i don't yeah. think i can <laughs> yeah. i love the paradise lost well thank you and i want that yeah you should do that one so we can have the recipe <laughs> i'm sure we have those at my house tell you uh, i will, I will give you the recipe if you want to do it so yourself. so lily packaged some up for me for christmas yeah, Eve. Heard, we had moon palace and um i got it home and i'm like this cocktail's blue. Yeah. yeah. In the lighting in Nine Bar, you can't tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's we've, lightly blue. It it's like very a blue. ice blue. I, yeah. It's, it starts off like a light lavender color. And then when you clarify it, it turns to what I like to call like Gatorade blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously like our lighting in there is mostly pink. Is so. it that blue? Yeah. Huh. It yeah. Definitely yeah. That's is, I, yeah. Then I guess I. A very like, like a clear version of like that Gatorade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Clarified Gatorade. Um, it's clarified such a good Gatorade. drink. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that one, you know, I mean, as you know, it takes just a little bit of planning, but um, I really like it and it's become one of our most popular ones. So yeah, I enjoy doing that one. It's fun. Every time one, but it's not his favorite. Like, like, it's not my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your drink? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one was, but I, Lily I, has the other most, like, it's funny cause they're both our, our, our two favorites and like the two that I think we had the most hands in like individually, um, go kind of neck and neck. It's usually between the paradise lost, uh, the paper dragon, which is the mm. tequila, passion fruit, Szechuan pepper. And then, uh, the Mai Tai is always up there too, which I think we kind of, we did that on the first pop up. And I think we kind of developed that one mostly together. Yeah. I mean, we do everything together at this point, to be honest. Like, there's not really one thing that's, like, solely mine on the menu. Like, sometimes she'll come up with an idea, and it'll kind of be my just, like, division of labor. Like, it'll be my job to kind of start putting them together. Yeah. But then I have her taste them, and then we kind of tweak them and figure it out from there. So, um, If you need someone to sit in on those sessions. Yeah, you're welcome to come by anytime. <laughs> yeah. um, I also want to play drinking games with you guys. You guys have fun dice games going yeah, on. Well, we don't really drink during the dice necessarily. That's okay. I don't just, need to it's drink. Just throwing some dice. <laughs> just you said drinking. You can drink. I mean, you can do whatever well, you want. How else would like, you define a drinking game? I mean, not, well, like you know. Beer pong's like a drinking game where you have to like. No, I mean, how else would you express that I want to play dice games oh, at I your see bar? Which yeah, yeah. dice games. But you can come play dice with us. It's mostly dice games at the bar, right? It's mostly dice. We've, we've played, uh, we'll play. 
we do it a little bit like just after work to kind of like decompress. Mm-hmm. We'll do dice. Um, we'll do, do like, like three sake bombs and then a yeah. game of dice. <laughs> well, we we were for a minute like taking shots, like if we would if someone would kind of land on nine, and then there was a few nights where we all got just like just way too drunk and yeah. we we're like, this is not worth it. And now it's good. it's kind of funny like talking to drinking trends and how things change. Like yeah. if we are kind of hanging out, just like decompressing, doing that or talking or whatever, like. I think most nights, like four of the five people have something non-alcoholic in their hands. Yeah. So um, that's definitely changed a lot. But we'll do that. We'll do the dice. We'll do left, right, center sometimes. Uh, there's a there's like I a Chinese right there's like a Chinese yeah. gambling game that we play too that like really gets goes quick. It's it's kind of like roulette almost. Um, we can play that one. That we got to get really those funny. going at camp this year. Okay, yeah. We we'll, tried. We'll, we started too late. I would love that. Yeah, we did the we this did the, year, we did the dice asleep. way too late. Well, we had a couple of like, mandatory performances that we yeah, had yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, so that would have been hard. Got for to watch. Dice we'll, we'll make a man. Yeah, let's do a mandatory game. One of them was a hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious this is this is why I say that Danny's the comic relief because like most other people, the couple year like I feel like each year there's been one moment that's maybe gone like a tiny bit off the rails <laughs> yeah. and like everybody else is trying to hold it together and you could just hear Danny just in like the cracking up rolling, in the background rolling around <laughs> doing somersaults and I'm very much crying like, and I can yeah. like I can hold it together pretty well until I break and I like the whole time I'm just like don't look at Danny don't look at Danny well yeah it was compounded with Danny and Zaragoza together we're yeah, separating yeah, you two next year <laughs> yeah Jonathan didn't make it any better <laughs> alright let's get back on okay, track here okay so my um, favorite cocktail yeah favorite cocktail <laughs> Um, I'm pretty simple. Like I like, I've just been drinking like a lot of like Amaro and soda or like. If you were to DC the, me, what would you want me to make for you? Mm. Uh, something along those lines, like something like a little bitter, lighter, like a little Amaro. lighter, a little, it could have some like herbaceous notes. Like there could be like a full spirit in there, but like something with like soda or tonic. And cool. for Tracy in Wisconsin, yeah. DC is dealer's choice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, What's your least favorite food? Um, I think someone else said this on the pod, but um, I'm not the biggest scallop person. Yeah, someone oh, yeah. did say that. I do, however, I just had some last night. I do like raw scallops. <laughs> what do you call them? Savory marshmallows? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, you know, I think you guys talked about it with like uh, once you've had like kind of one bad experience. Like I yeah. think one time Uni I had like up. I had like some seared ones that were just like, to me too, like I like them raw. Seared ones, like they've got to be done perfectly. Otherwise, like that kind of textural contrast yeah. throws chewy, me off a little too. Yeah. The chewy to the burnt. And uh, yeah, I've, I don't know. I had ones one time that were like super grainy and maybe like a little old. So they were like way too funky. And yeah. Just like really. That's not when right. When they get off-putting. sandy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a bad thing. Uh, Honestly, yeah. good seared scallops are yeah, I mean, relatively it's a, clean and flavorful. Yeah. So yes, like yes, I yes. won't. It's never the thing that I'd probably like order for myself, but. You know, Lily and I do share a lot of plates when we go out. So, like, if she orders them, I'll eat them. Same with duck. I'm not the biggest. Uh, you know what? I will. I will join you there. With I'm. Duck? I'm into duck. Yeah. I'm not like. like I'll eat it. Yeah. I'm not like people are nuts about. She duck. loves duck. So like yeah. every t- like if she we was go to, probably in heaven with uh, Oliver's meal. Yeah. Like if we go to Obelix or or Bouchon, like she's usually ordering the duck dish, mm-hmm. and I'll always try it. I'll take bites of it, but like, I would probably never outside Same, of maybe yeah. like duck cassoulet. Same. Um, I'm probably never going to sit down and like finish a full duck dish. Like I'm never going to have like six pieces of seared duck. Yeah. Dish. Like, like I it's like just not my skit. Style. Like I like a crispy, like the crispy yeah. duck kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But like once I get past that crispy part of and it, it's like a little like, fatty and chewy. Yeah. I'm just and, like, yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah, not my favorite. That's but, true. Duck, but, you have your favorite bites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are yeah. some but great I, I bites to be had, mm-hmm. but it's like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what is one thing that's. How are we phrasing this? I didn't need to no, rewrite something it. Something in your, in your fridge, fridge that's distinct. Like, what's a staple in your house uh, that you might not that's expect? That's unique to you, probably. Like, or, yeah. Okay. Um, the thing I've been using the most lately is probably Old Bay hot sauce. I too have, have that. You tried oh, it? I haven't yeah. tried it. Delicious. I need to Liz get it. I mean, it tastes like old bay seasoning mixed into hot vine- vinegar hot sauce, and it's just it's perfect. Like I put hot sauce on most things yeah. that you can put hot sauce on. Um, I'd say the thing that's maybe always prevalent is I, I always have like frozen bananas around. Uh, You're freezing them though. I'm freezing them yeah. like just before they turn for smoothies. Yeah, smoothies or like you know if I'm not a big home drinker, but like on occasion, like we've done some like boozy drinks with them and like banana dax or what yeah kind of yeah that sounds good like little rum banana coconut milk some amaro you know yeah that's good yeah that does i I just think like i i think like for the smoothies like texturally it's just really like that smoothed out frozen banana right texture is really good what else you putting in your workout smoothies uh i don't do them (laughs) too often but it's usually that it's like banana probably like amaro rum yeah amaro rum uh <laughs> coconut milk <laughs> a little tequila on the side yeah. uh yeah like sidecar banana yeah, coconut milk some floater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing too crazy some yeah. some peanut butter you know all right uh <laughs> what is your favorite band yeah. or musician um all time so there's like kind of like these few distinct areas where i listen to music like i don't really drive long enough like i live too close to everything to listen to stuff in my car anymore but there is that so there's like the personal listens there's like the nine bar music and then there's like my workout stuff mm-hmm. but i think all time it's probably the cure it's uh, probably what nice. i listen to the most i just got to see them this past summer and that was where were they playing super, they played at the united center and they did oh yeah how was the uh, show i thought about it was amazing it was like two they did maybe like two and a half hours i think they added like they had already been on that tour for a minute and i think they added like four or five songs to the set list for that mm. nice. Um, and it was good. It was just like, you know, this career spanning set. Um, that's who I usually listen to the most. Um, the nine bar stuff is usually like our top Spotify this year was, was Neil Francis. So we usually like kind of go into like a little bit of that, like pop house, I like Neil electro kind of, kind of vibe. Um, and then like personally I've, there's a band from England I really like right now called High Viz. Um, I think they've got like two albums out, and it's just like, it's like a little bit post-punk, a little bit punk, a little bit hardcore, and then they just put out a album, like the most recent one that kind of has like those kind of like big kind of like Manchester kind of like Stone Roses Oasis mm, kind of choruses cool. like worked into it, and I think. I don't know. I've just really been digging them the last few years. Um, there's another local band uh, or a local band from Chicago called Soft Kill that I've been listening to a lot recently, too. No Soft Kill? Uh, I just saw them at Metro. That was awesome. Nice. Uh, so that's mostly... I like seeing a show at Metro. That's a good yeah, venue. It's a, it's a good, it's a great venue. Um, yeah. Classic one. I, I used to go to Double Door a lot, too, but yeah, know, missed that spot. So I lived... Yeah. The guy that owned Double Door um, was our neighbor... They just they moved out last year, but he was like, "Yeah, we're reopening in Uptown." Oh, are they really? He's like, That's and good. It's going to be called Double Door, but awesome. I haven't heard anything about it since. So. Hmm. It'll be nice to have them back. Break it, I'm officially yeah. breaking the news. There you go. Double Door's <laughs> back, baby. Uh, allegedly. Uh, I no yeah, idea. I mean, I saw a lot of really great shows there, like through, yeah. through my 20s and 30s. So we can go there now and uh, buy a yet. Yeti cooler. I mean, listen, I 
I hate that Yeti is in that space, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I do drink out of like Yeti tumblers at home. I got the Yeti tumbler. Product. I got the, yub, I got the mug, yeah. you know, I do love the Yetis, but that's like the go-to uh, grab bag gift at Shannon's big family Christmas. Everyone's bringing Yeti stuff. That's a good, I mean, they're useful, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite movie. Um, as, as a bar that gets like quoted as being inspired by Blade Runner a lot, I should probably say that, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you guys get? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like we did put that out there. What was the prompt you gave Siren Betty for design? We we had sent them um, kind of a pretty big deck mm-hmm. of of like inspo picks and things, um, and that was definitely it. We we did kind of say like a sort of like neo-futuristic. You kind just of sent this, him like, a Blade Runner VHS. Yeah, yeah. I just said, watch it. Have you ever seen this movie? <laughs> yeah, on VHS. Uh, yeah. Check this out. Uh, so we, we did that. Um, they were great to work with. And the, I think the reason I really wanted to work with a designer was like we had this vision of a lot of like textural mm, components yeah. that I know they're always great at putting together. So that was the prompt. It was like, it was like dark to the point where I think a few times they had to ask us like, are you sure you want that much black? <laughs> and, we like, yeah. Yeah. and then you, you yeah. just looked at your wardrobe yeah, I was like, and you're like, uh, yeah, you're like I'm, good. I'm pretty sure yeah. uh but it was like you know bring in some texture um neon without like having that like very stereotypical like this is the neon that you take the instagram picture in front of kind of neon yeah you know yeah, like yeah, so yeah. like not a, not like work it more trap. into the the design rather than mm-hmm. this is the corner you go take the selfie in. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of the prompt. Um, but yeah, um, I, we, we did like that vibe. Also, there is like Blade Runner movie quotes on the mirrors in the bathroom. So, um, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm. So we, we, we've, we've, I never, we, we, we walked yeah. into that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really do love that. I, I love both of them. I like, I like the original, the Ridley Scott one. And I like the new one. Um, I, I do like sci-fi stuff. Um, I think growing up, probably my favorite was maybe The Sandlot. Uh, yeah, it's like a classic. One. I just rewatched that recently again. Is there a particular it. character you identify with? I identify with most. Uh, Wendy Pfeffercorn. <laughs> Pfeffercorn. <laughs> my darling lover girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's good old squints, huh? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's a character that's. Danny? Yeah. yeah. Squints is pretty classic. Definitely yeah, not Benny you, the Jet. You got, you oh, got, no. you got the, glasses the glasses today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the Squints glasses, so that's... Yeah. I mean, Squints has got... Tim's like the Dennis Leary character. I think... Definitely yeah, yeah. the dickhead stepdad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I think, you know, Squ- Squints or Benny definitely had the best style, if you're looking for style and Benny had good style. Benny yeah. had good style. You know, just the white tee, the good jeans, the, the high tops. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an ideal like it just looked seemed like an ideal childhood yeah. experience yeah uh, i'm with you danny though too I, i'm i'm a big royal tenenbaums fan like i know yeah. we already is that your favorite wes anderson flick i think it's probably the one that i laugh the hardest at yeah i think um, rushmore is the funniest rushmore might be the funniest rushmore's th- yeah Ten- tenenbaums, tenenbaums is like a pr- is such a well done well it's acted just, it's a better movie Gene, but I think Rushmore is Gene, funnier. Gene Hackman is just like oh. completely out of his mind in that one. Kills just, it, but everyone yeah. does. Everyone is that yeah. cast is outrageous. It's great. It's it's like everybody fire and it's in so all, cohesive. So, yeah, and it's like emotionally affecting as yeah. well as being like visually interesting. Yeah, funny. All right, I'm gonna got all the things. Yeah, that's a great one. I haven't revisited it in a while. Yeah, yeah. I also watched it into the ground in yeah. Like yeah. high school. And <laughs> I've college. seen it a lot of times. Yeah. All right, and then our last question for Joe. 
if you weren't doing this, like, uh-huh. are you going to be a fireman? <laughs> what, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that would yeah, have been that's the, a great kind of, this is like the one, yeah, that we that's have kind of the thing, for. Probably. That's, okay. that's what I probably would have wanted to do. Did um, you know anyone that? I knew a few people that were, okay. that were doing it. Yeah. Like, where did it come from? The, the fireman thing? Yeah, the idea. I think it was that. I knew a few people that had, that were on and, um, it's like a wacky schedule. It's a really weird schedule, but I mean, I, I think we're kind of used to that, right? For like, sure. <laughs> it's cool. Um, it's like that nurse schedule where they're like three on, you're on two then off, you're off, whatever, yeah. or whatever. It's like um, a crazy. You know, I like the idea of there being like a physical aspect to it. And, yeah. Um, kind of doing something that's like a little bit bigger than yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. That probably would have been the ideal at some point. Different, Noble profession. Different, different timeline, you know? Yeah. Different, in a parallel universe. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Good answer. Well, maybe yeah. they'll call again. Your number, yeah, your number circled back. I'm yeah. past the age now. Yeah. I'm, I'm over the hill. Oh, what's yeah. the age cap? I think it's. I think you got to get into the academy before it's 38 or 39. Um, I'm 37. So is Danny. Let's do it. Let's do make, it. Make some calls. Man. Just for like yeah. a one minute reel, we yeah, both yeah. go through the whole process. Yeah. I'm sure we'll let you go through the training for. Just for the content. real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a wrap on Joe. Thanks right, for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. And that concludes our conversation with Joe Briglio of Nine Bar. Thanks for listening. And remember, check us out on social media. We've got uh, Instagram reels. We've got posts. We have throwback photos of our guests, even cocktails from Danny Shapiro. All the stuff via Scofflaw Group. Group. Scofflaw Group. <laughs> Scofflaw Group. Scoplaw. <laughs> Scoplaw group. Stoplaw proof. <laughs> uh, we should clean it up because it's been brought to my attention that people do listen all the way through, which is good. Yeah. We want people listening all the way to the end. One of the uh, most frequently mentioned guests has proven that he listens through the end of the episode. Danny got a text from uh, local celebrity Jason Hamill confirming that he listens all the way through, albeit at 1.5x <laughs> speed. <laughs> so we probably we'll, sound like Chipmunk. <laughs> we'll take it. Also, shout out to my buddy Jordan Shields, who uh, listened to the end of... Uh, I think it was Sandra Halls. And then he sent me, uh, which I forwarded to you, uh, oh my <laughs> video God. of people uh, getting frisky in the uh, hot tub boats frisky in the river. understatement. Full on banging, <laughs> doggy style. <laughs> it's Googleable, and uh, I verified it. And uh, a couple tie-ins to the episode with uh, Sandra is uh, we also had the whistleblower. So I wonder, like, is Brian McCarthy sitting on the banks? calling 911 and oh yeah that's the, a great uh, people tie-in. getting it in on the boats wow maybe he's in that's gonna be his new post that would be a good post yeah. oh he might just be set up there with binoculars <laughs> on, on, the, <laughs> on the bridge with binoculars <laughs> and a whistle yeah. <laughs> all right all right uh this episode was produced by matt haddock music by captain cuts and our real work done by the one and only joe guzzo the third thanks for listening we'll see you next week